All right, so have you got Psalm 46? Let me pray, and then I'll read that. Uh, Lord, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you that you speak to us uh, and that your word speaks into our life, and we pray that that uh, would be so right now. Amen. All right, Psalm 46, uh, for the director of music of the Sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thank you, Steve, uh, for reading the psalm for us this morning. Uh, due to the present crisis, our government has become aware of a critical shortage of medical equipment, both in terms of masks and ventilators. In order to build up a reserve, just in case we need them, the government has asked the company that had never manufactured these products before to explore the possibility of making them if they can. The idea is to build a reserve in order to save lives as the pandemic continues. But more importantly, how are you? How how is your spiritual reserve going this morning? Do you have a reserve to draw from during these times of trouble and write over the crisis. This morning, I invite you to look at Psalm 46 with me so that we together can build up our spiritual reserve and be well equipped to face the challenges that we face. Psalm 46 begins and ends with the same emphasis. God is our refuge and an ever-present help in times of trouble. It begins that way in verse 1 and ends that way expressed slightly differently in verse 11 where it is said the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So Psalm 46 is sealed on both sides with the same idea that God is with us, he is our refuge, and we should not fear. 
that does not mean that we should ignore the good advice of the government or the medical experts. But what it means is that we should not let fear grip our lives. Psalm 46 is also structured into three parts, each marked off by the word seller at the end of verse 3, verse 7, and verse 11. The word seller is believed to mean a pause for a few bars of music. As you all know, a psalm is basically a song. So the three parts of the psalm are verses 1 to 3. The psalmist instructs the people of God to rid themselves of all fear. Then in verses 4 to 7, the psalmist tells the people to recognize the presence of God in their midst. And then in verses 8 to 11, the psalmist tells the people to behold the mighty works of God in human history. So let's pick up the first section in verses 1 to 3, where the psalmist instructs the people of God to rid themselves of all fear. The psalmist says to the people of God that God is their refuge and strength. During the time of the psalmist, the people of God was the nation of Israel. The very survival and security of the nation of Israel depended upon the true and living God who had revealed himself fully to us now in the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So now we know more about the power and the purposes of God because we live on this side of the cross. So we can say with confidence, in fact, with more confidence, the same words of Psalm 46 with the psalmist. Then he says that if that is true of our lives, if we are really confident that God is with us and he is our refuge, he tells the people of God that we should not fear any calamity. Now, tell me, friends, which of you will not be scared if there were to be a massive cyclone that tosses mountains into the seas? or uh, news of an impending massive tsunami. Well, I will be scared, and I'm sure you will be too. But look at verse 2 and 3. The psalmist imagines calamities of such great proportions, and yet tells the people of God that they should not fear any calamity. It is strange, but wait till he gives us a very convincing answer as to why we should not fear in the next section. In verses 4 to 7, the psalmist instructs the people of God 
to recognize the presence of God in their midst. And in that section, the psalmist says, our confidence is not a blind or a misplaced trust in any God, but in the God who has regarded Jerusalem as his holy city and gave the tabernacle as a symbol of his indwelling with his people. In other words, what the psalmist is telling us is, do not put your trust in any God that you have created for yourself. For example, in the subcontinent, you find at least 33 million deities. No, 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 not on those gods. The psalmist says to put our confidence in the God who has revealed himself in human history. In Psalm 46, the psalmist may be referring to a period of prosperity in the history of the nation of Israel under King David, where God defeated all the enemies of the people of Israel and gave them security and peace on all fronts of the promised land. And the land, too, yielded in abundance to the needs of the people. That was a period of time where God fulfilled his promise to Abraham concerning his biological descendants. It was a period when the children of Israel lived in large numbers in God's promised land under God's King David who administered God's rule and the land too yielded in plenty to the people. It was a foretaste of the beautiful plan and purpose that God has for his children. But Israel sinned and they were exiled. But now, Jesus the Christ has once again restored his people, gathered the church from every corner of the world, and given us his Holy Spirit, so that we will never ever again be exiled from his presence. God dwells with us, and he indwells us too. That is why we can be doubly sure and doubly confident to say verse 5 with the psalmist. God is in the midst of us and we shall not be moved. God shall help us just as the break of dawn. So as believers, we need to take comfort in those words of the psalmist this morning. Just think about it. Who can move us as people of Stanhope Anglican Church without first moving Christ away from us? That is why the psalmist tells us that we should not fear any calamity. 
no cyclone, no tsunami can ever dislodge Christ from our midst. No pandemic, no crisis, no tribulation can ever make Christ to depart from our midst. That is why we should not let fear grip our souls. That is the reason why the psalmist tells us that even in the midst of extreme calamities, the one that he mentioned in verses 2 and 3, that we should not fear because nothing can move us and God will never be moved from our midst. And in the third section in verses 3 to 8, 8 to 11, um, the psalmist tells the people to regard the wonderful works of God in human history as evidence of his presence with us. In this third section, he tells the people of God, very specially, the nation of Israel, to look at the marvelous works of God in their history. During the pinnacle of uh, David's reign, God seized all the wars in, on the promised land. As we read from verse 9, God subdued all their enemies. He broke their bows. He uh, broke their spears and he burned their chariots of all the Philistines and the Canaanites and gave them peace on all fronts in the promised land. And if we want proof of God's presence with us in the church today, we need to ask ourselves the question, where are those who persecuted the church with the intent of destroying it? Where is the mighty Roman Empire and its emperors who wanted to destroy the church, who threw the early Christian witnesses into the Roman Colosseum to be eaten by wild animals? Where are the communist leaders who killed Christians in their tens of thousands? And more recently, where is the ISIS that beheaded Christians for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? You need to look for them in the dustbins of history. But the church marched on. It grew bigger and bigger. And the gates of hell could not prevail against it. So the psalmist, having instructed the people of God to rid themselves of all fear, to recognize the presence of God in their midst and to regard the marvelous works of God in human history as evidence of his presence with them, tells the people of God in verse 10 to be still and process these things in their minds. 
as, as verse 10 says, Lord exalts himself among the nations of the earth through his marvelous works. Even today, the proud cities of the world, London, Paris, New York, and a host of others have been deserted, have been humbled, have been made to fear. It, it has shown humanity that they are not, perhaps as they thought, in control of their lives. The message of Psalm 46 is delivered to the people of God, wrapped and sealed on both ends with the same message that the God is our refuge and an ever-present help in times of trouble. And God's people must take comfort from these words. And let me conclude with this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And the people of God say, Amen. Thank you.